For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into Center Court. I'm Mac McDonald with Ralph Sampson. It's another week, and uh, Ralph, we'll talk about your camps and everything. Our guest today, I'm so looking forward to a little piece of Iowa in B.J. Armstrong. What, what was your relationship with B.J.? How did you know B.J.? Well, I know over the years, uh, from you know playing against B.J. Armstrong with Chicago Bulls and, and NBA, and then building a relationship and camaraderie at events, just like you normally would do, right? right. And then after basketball, you know, he took a, a twist and he became a sports agent. So I'm like, okay, cool. How cool would it be to have my son, Ralph, and B.J. with Washington, one of the biggest sports agency in the world, represent my son. Wow. So that's how it went down. Um, he took very good care of my son. Ralph was injured in the latter, in his senior year. And they took him to LA with Curl and Job and they had him all laid out and, and got him, you know, ready to play. And uh, it was a good relationship with BJ and my son at this first agent. So uh, I respected him then. And he, I mean, he knew the game. He knew the passion of the game, but also knew the business of the game as well. And so it was a perfect fit for me. Ralph, when you interview agents, and of course you went through it, and and you know, and, and having BJ in the fold, I'm sure a, a relationship certainly helps. What do you look for? What do you? What questions do you ask when you when you're preparing to to have an agent to sign with an agent? Well, it's funny because BJ, I mean, he saw my son, and he, he flew to Minneapolis and sat down with us, um, and you know, took time out. One, you want somebody to take time out to really give you that personalized attention because. They have so many clients that you might not get that personalized attention if you're just part of the herd, right? Mm-hmm. So one is personalized attention. Two is attention to detail. And he was because he, he played the game. He played a high level. He won championships. And so he went through the recruiting process and he went through knowing the game as well. And then he had to learn the business of the game. And he uh, got that very quickly being with Wasserman because they represent not only athletes, but owners and arenas and, all kinds of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. he was entrenched in all the gory details of being a sports agent at every level. You had a lot of guidance. Did the coaching staff and the administration at UVA back then, did they help you going through that process? Not really. Uh, I mean, I think most coaches, you know, kind of step back. They'll give you some guidance, some 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 tutoring, a little bit on certain things. Coach Holland did a little bit, Coach Lavnega, Coach Oldham, et cetera. But I had a, a group of folks um, – that were either friends or mentors, lawyers, and people that sit in on every uh, agent meeting that I had. Mm-hmm. And, uh, my high school coach, uh, a personal lawyer friend of the family, uh, Coach 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 uh, Holland, sit in maybe on a few here and there when he could. 
but uh, they kind of let me do my own thing and gave me whatever information I needed to make that decision. Ralph, one more thing before we get to BJ, uh, which is certainly looking forward to. As you were going through your whether I should stay or go and going through all that, who talked to you during your career and tried to guide you with, no, stay another year in college, stay another year? Or was that just something you and your mom and dad, you guys said, family said, I'm staying. There's no question about it. All right, Mike. Everybody, uh, everybody left me alone, really. Uh, oh, that's the great. Staff, the parents. Uh, I can recall one year, me, Ricky Stokes, Othell Wilson, um, Jimmy Miller, a couple of those guys, we drove in my car from Charlottesville to Florida, to West Palm, just to get away. Wow. B.J. Johnson, friend, we, we drove all the way down just to get away. And then over the year that Philadelphia won the uh, NBA title, we drove from Florida all the way to Philadelphia <laughs> to watch one of the NBA playoff games in Philadelphia. So everybody kind of gave me space. Uh, I always ask my parents, you know, are we good financially? Do we need anything, et cetera? And they would always say, you know, we come this far without whatever you can do and we'll be fine if we don't even get there. So which was the biggest thing to me. So I was fine otherwise. And I was then happy at UVA. I had great teammates, had a great coaching staff. I was only trying to graduate. So I look at all those factors every year. And I just obviously stayed, you know, stayed for four. Yeah. Well, looking forward to BJ Armstrong and finding out about his new piece of land outside LA. <laughs> we'll do that next. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. Stay with us. The mission for the Sampson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Sampson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540-615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome into the Winner's Circle Network. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. And Ralph today decided to bring in just a, a true all-star and somebody back home, Ralph, that I used to follow just a little bit when I was in Iowa. So, Ralph, I'll let you do the honors. Two people that I would not expect being from Iowa or close to Iowa, but B.J. Armstrong <laughs> and Mac McDonald. So, y'all got, got some blood there. I don't know. And then and then uh, knowing B.J. and the NBA days and, you know, you know, you, you can talk about Michael Jordan and Scott and all those guys, but somebody had to bring the ball up. Somebody had to pass the ball to somebody else. So, you know, he did he did what he needed to do. It was glued to that team to me. But, you know, now in, I mean, this as we were talking earlier, now in the farming, I, I didn't expect that chickens and farm and outside. But, you know, I got a farm here in Virginia as well. So I do understand that farming, farming routine. But do you know how to butcher a hoe? I, I do not. But, Ralph, I'm learning. I'm learning as I go along. You know, it's on-the-job training right now. You know, a kid from, you know, a kid from Detroit, I go to Iowa. So I was introduced to this lifestyle and I'm at a stage in my life now where I'm getting back. I'm getting back to 
the essence Getting back to the okay, farm, so getting get back to the, the land. Get up in the morning, go get the chicken and eggs and all that. I get the chickens, I see in the eggs, I got the goats, got some wild turkeys running around. Oh, right. Hey, 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 it's, 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 you know, I got, I got a little orchard out there. It's, I'm getting back, Ralph, I feel really good. I'm connected back to the, to the, to the okay, earth. I'm so, so with this your idea or the wife's idea, what, how, how did this come about? Cause you know. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, living in LA, and you know you've lived out there you've seen it traffic people you know we're going through the pandemic and suddenly you know we had this idea let's let's get a little fresh air and we started looking (laughs) around you know let's get out of the city a little bit and we kept looking around and all of a sudden it was this little small town in in central california that we just love little small town um and we just fell in love with it and we looked around there was no one there but we loved the area, just loved it. And so we decided to do it. We just, we just did it. And we're out here and literally we're out here. There's farms, there's horses. My, my neighbors has horses. They invite my kids over. My kids think this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> it's great. We got, we got goats. We got, we got it all out here. And uh, I wake up in the morning, the roosters are going. It's a beautiful thing. I mean, I didn't know that the, the the moon was so bright at night, the stars are so bright. And fresh I didn't air. know I could get, oh, fresh air. I didn't know I could get this quiet at night. I've been sleeping in great. You called, you have me on the podcast. So right now, Rob, I got nothing to complain about. It's, it's all good. Everything's all good. Now you know why I come back to Virginia. So. Absolutely, yeah. I know why. And, and I've got to ask BJ, which is tougher, guarding Jordan or driving a tractor? <laughs> driving a tractor has been, you know, because you, you got to work with the land. You got to work with nature. You got everything, you know, everything's got to be a balance. So it's been, it's been great. The people have been marvelous. It's such a, it's a 180 for me and our lifestyle. And uh, the kids are just settled right in, but it's, it's really funny. You know, you, you, we say working on the farm is, that's, that's tough work. It's tough work. It's it ain't so, no joke, uh, man. No, it's no joke. And you got to have the discipline to do it because, uh, you know, when, when daylight comes, you got to be ready to go. You just got to have the right equipment. Just don't do it old school. Do it new school. You got to have the right equipment. You got the right equipment. You got an air-conditioned tractor. You're good. But. Oh, man. I see. I haven't graduated to that point. I, I, all right. I still, all right. I, I'll, I help I'll help Please you out. I'll help Please you out. Please do. Please do. But see, Ralph, do you see the parallel here? And I always used to, with you and, and as hard as you worked on your farm and with your dad and your parents and your family, BJ, is there a comparison there between farm life and working, working the land and playing basketball? Is there a, is there an analogy in there somewhere? Well, I I tell you what, you know, I have, I've always respected hard work and this is like brand new to, to me, to us, but you know, hard work is hard work and the discipline Mm -hmm. to have a working farm and now that I'm beginning to get into this world, it, it requires an incredible amount of discipline. So that's my respect now is like tenfold. And there's always a problem and you have to problem solve, right? <laughs> you know, you, 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 know, you, you, need, you, you need what you need to, to grow your crops. You need what you need for the animals. The animals get sick. The animals need this. The animal needs care. And the most important thing is there's no one there saying, hey, you got to get up. You got to do this <laughs> on your own. You That's the itinerary. You got yeah, itinerary to follow. Right, right, right. right? You know, <laughs> hey, we got to get this planted by this time and we got to do it. So I just respect the work and the discipline 
to have the farms. And, you know, now we have friends who have some of these farms out here and you see, you go, wow, this is a big time operation. But more importantly, you know, be able to organize and work with, you know, the weather and all of those things. It's just like, okay, you know, instead of just getting up, you now you got to get up and look around a little bit, <laughs> you know? Ralph, is it yeah. just me or is this an NBA franchise? <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely. No, no question about it. But I mean, the, 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 the crazy part, Mac, is, as he's talking about the, the, the camaraderie, not only with the basketball team, but now you have camaraderie with your neighbors. Yes. Because yeah. they have the tools and may have some wisdom. and they have some, So it's, it's the same thing as sports, right? Right, right. And then you get, uh, he hasn't got to the point yet. I think he's very competitive, right? So my crop is better than yours. That's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that, coming. That's, my chickens are bigger than yours. Oh, my, that's coming. That's coming. You know what I love, Ralph, more than anything is when you eat everything that's on the land. And, 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 and I don't know why it tastes different. It feels different. But there's something when you can eat the eggs on your land. You can eat, you know, the corn and the, whatever you're growing on your land and the tomatoes and the avocado. It's something about that just feels different to the family. And, um, and more than anything that we've done here is like suddenly dinner has taken on a new type of thing because we're always, okay, what's in season now? What's, right, what's right. going on? So it, it, it's been fun for us. It's been fun for the family and it's fun for my kids to be able to see and respect the land, right? Respect the work that people put into it, but more importantly, understand how it grows and, and what goes behind it. And, and it's much more healthier. I mean, I mean, it's not processed. It does taste I mean, a little different, right, Ralph? It, it takes, takes a little. It takes a little different. Yeah, you can add to it a little bit, but it's definitely different for sure. And I think it's just much. It's healthier, right? And right. And know where it's growing, how it's growing. It's like if you had cattle out there, I've seen cattle people feed it grain, grass fed, whatever. It's a different taste. Yes, it also, is. Also better for you. Yes, Ralph, it shouldn't, is. Shouldn't you introduce BJ to the county fair now? You talk about <laughs> he, he, have, he got some goats. He got some goats. But he, he got to get the cow and all that kind of the stuff. Prize, the the prize hog. Absolutely, absolutely. BJ, that's got a that's great stuff. And and to to kind of finish, and, and you're a long way from finish, but to be able to do that now at your point at this point in your life, still working with basketball guys, uh, with the Wasserman Media Group and everything, but to be able to look back and where your life has taken you, I would think that this is, boy, what a glorious trip you've had, huh? Yeah, it's been an incredible journey. And, you know, I, I owe it all to basketball and I got to start with my parents, right? My parents introduced me to education and to respect that and mm -hmm. respect that, you know, to invest in yourself. And uh, I never imagined that a young kid, when I was introduced to this game, that I would go on and play and do the things I was able to play. But more importantly, to be able to meet people, you know, like Ralph and so many people along the way and still maintain these friendships. And that's been the, the, the greatest thing, the greatest journey to see what people are doing. We all play and we all want to win, but it's the people that you meet and the friends you have. That's to me, that's the most special part of, uh, of this journey thus far. The thing about and being and you know doing what you're doing and be able to take this step, you also appreciate family even more, don't you, BJ? Yeah, you, you do. And uh, you know, having family and I grew up, you know, my, my mom, my dad, and all my cousins and uncles, and so I, I was always around family. And mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I, we've tried to really just 
incorporate that into our life with our kids and, and have that. So having the fact that having her parents and my parents still with us and all of the, you know, our kids and now, you know, out here in, 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 in this part of our life where we're at now, <laughs> now we got all of the neighbor's kids. <laughs> and then we got, you know, now we got to start getting horses and we got to get all the other stuff. So it's been great. And uh, really just having an opportunity, we're blessed to have an opportunity to be able to do it, but just having so many, you know, people connected and extended family and, you know, former teammates and coaches and so forth and so on that you've met along the way. So uh, this thing just continues to grow. I've heard Ralph tell the story about his eight foot basket that he had on his <laughs> barn. I mean, he's told that story several times. So BJ, my question to you, is the basket mounted on the barn yet? You know, I, I haven't, I haven't mounted the basket yet. So it's a big debate in our house yet. <laughs> where we're going to put this hoop, right? Cause this right. hoop, it has to, where we're going to put the hoop. And uh, so we go to the, there's a park that they just built during the pandemic. They built these like Ralph, you would love it. It's like, eight courts. I mean, these oh, courts wow. are unbelievable. Outdoor. outdoor courts. And they're just unbelievable. And uh, so we go to the outdoor courts right now to try to get some ideas before we do our own court. So it's been, it, they got a little run there. You know how it is. You go in the park and there's always a game going. Always a game. Yeah. There's always a game going. So we go to the park right now. It's a, gr it's a good way for us to introduce ourselves to the community. And, uh, and it's good because it's outside, kind of gets us involved but we're debating where we're going to put this court and maybe we'll, we'll before we do a, you know, Ralph, I'll check in with you to make sure yeah, it's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, only play horse. That's it. That's my <laughs> only, always shoot and can't kids do wrong. Only play horse. That's perfect. Michael Jordan was a score first, second, and third. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal finisher of the game. And what I mean by that is Michael Jordan stopped playing the game. He stopped having to facilitate. He didn't have to do all those things. He just finished the game. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back in the Winner's Circle Network with Ralph Sampson. This is Center Court. Our guest is BJ Armstrong. By the way, BJ's got a, his own podcast. It's called Pushing Through, and you can find it everywhere. Podcasts are Spotify and Apple. BJ, uh, I know you, you get a thousand questions about your days with Chicago, the Bulls, what it meant to you, the championship runs, and, of course, playing alongside number 23. How special was it for you to be a Chicago Bull? Yeah, it, it was amazing. Again, you know, I, I never imagined when I first got to the NBA that I would still be talking about Michael in the mm -hmm. regard of his impact on the game and those teams that I was able to participate on. I, I had no idea, you know, I was just like so many young people, they have a dream to play. And I was just, man, I was living out a dream. I, I didn't, it never, I never occurred to me that I was actually gonna win a championship. It was, you know, like, hey, you know, you hit the final shot, you wanna win a championship and suddenly I'm playing with a guy. I knew he was pretty good. I didn't realize he was <laughs> that good. I knew he was pretty good. <laughs> and it was another guy, Scotty Pippen. I was like, oh, he's, yeah, he's not bad. He's all right. You know, he can he's, play a little bit. He can play a little bit. And then uh, hmm. I, it just, it just never occurred. I, I mean, I knew those guys were great, but mm -hmm. I didn't know where. You know, I didn't have a way to evaluate it or look at it from the lens of saying their impact or our impact that was going to be on the game. So. Um, you know, playing with Michael was, he was a unique individual because of his drive and his dedication to the game and the way he played and the way the game was played at that particular time. So a lot of things came together. 
Um, it was always a big man game. It was always dominated by the bigs. And suddenly you had this two guard that no one said at that particular time. Now we say it you know, as if it was, you know, as if it's canon, but mm-hmm. no one was saying, let's build a team around a six, six shooting guard who's averaging right, right. 30 points a game. Now right. everyone's like, Oh, this is, but no one was saying that right back then. So it was a very unique opportunity and be honest with you, we didn't know if it was possible. I mean, Michael was averaging 30 plus points a game, um, but his dedication, his drive, his leadership style, but more importantly, his ability to perform uh, when it was time to perform, we just, we had a guy that could close the game. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. I mean, you need, you know, Ralph will tell you in the last four minutes of a game, you need that guy who can take over a game. Well, we had a guy who could do that. And uh, he did it as well as anybody. And, um, you know, here we are still talking about something that, you know, was over 30 years ago. How how crucial was Phil in that offense? Because, you know, it used to be, like you said, low post game, kick it in, trap, kick it back out, swing it, hit the man in the corner, up jumper. Obviously, Phil in that triangle offense was – because no one wanted to to run that offense before that, right? Yeah, you know, know, Ralph, that's a great question, Ralph. Um, You know, the triangle offense has been much – you know, it's been talked about and uh, you've really only seen it, you know, perform in two places, right? Right. The Bulls with Michael and then obviously with the Lakers with Shaq and, and Kobe, they were able to win, I think, five championships running the same offense. Um, the one thing that, you know, that I appreciated about the, the offense, Ralph, was it allowed our best player, which was Michael, to operate from the weak side. Right. Right. Okay. So you, you know how it is, Ralph. Everybody knows what play you're going to run, right? Yeah, yeah. You, you come in that side sooner or later. Yeah, you, you, the ball is going to get to his hands. But I thought it was unbelievable, Ralph, because we had the patience to get our best player the ball on the weak side, which gives the primary offensive player or the number one option an opportunity to kind of figure out what's going on before the defense can set. And instead of just throwing him the ball and, and drawing the double team, we could actually get him the ball where he operates at any given moment. And to me, that was the beauty of the triangle offense. So I don't think it can be duplicated from the no. standpoint because you got to understand it, right? I got to understand where to get Ralph Sampson the ball. All right, I could just bring him and get him to the box and give him the ball, or I can have three or four passes to get him the ball and give him just a two second window where he has an isolation before the defense can come. And that's, that to me is what the offense did for Michael. So when you can move Michael around in the offense or a player with that type of skill set, it gives them really an unfair advantage because Michael basically became for us, he was really a center yeah, yeah. at the two, at the two positions because we were getting him the ball on the strong side, the weak side, the pinch post, we were diving him. And the offense allows you to do that as long as you have the skill set and people, enough skilled players to have the patience to get get your best player the ball where he can best operate. Well, I, you see that when he had uh, Colin before he was scoring 50, 60 points 60 against points. the Celtics, whatever, still losing, right? right? Yes. And then it became to the, to the post to, to make that happen. So the evolution that I think fit his the style and game, because he was getting beat up for a while. And then right. this triangle offense slowed it down a little bit, but then it became much more dangerous. To me, at that point, when that offense was implemented by Phil, you Phil. Ralph, you would have you would have loved the offense because you 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 know I, I tell you this all the time. You were so ahead of of your time, right? You were able to play at any position, right? So in the offense for Michael, because he was so skilled, 
we basically made him into a center. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but he was playing the guard. But Ralph, you would have been a center, but you was a guard. And you yeah, could have yeah. put you the ball at any area and allowed you to operate. So, you know, you know, as text winners would always tell us, you know, my job is to make sure that I get the best players and an opportunity to pass it to the other four guys every time they have the ball. Right. So we never put, I mean, it sounds crazy, but we never put Michael in a total isolation. He always had four places to pass it along with his ability to score it. Right. And, and he chose to score it more than he went to pass it, but that's another conversation. And that's a whole other day. <laughs> so, so, so in that fact, so in, in you, you in this business, you understand what I'm talking about when I say it. So the evolution of that and that offense with Michael to Kobe to whatever, and today's players, the Steph Curry of the world, you know, they, they get past half court and just shoot sure, shoot sure. the ball, right? I mean, we probably would have loved that, right? Back back in there, you shoot it through yeah. two steps past half court. Now, they always say the question is, could, could we have played with them today or could they play with us? The game is, to is a totally different game, Ralph. And I, 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 I teeter with that question all, all the time. You know, I never had the mindset to just, you know, one pass and shoot it. Right. I, I didn't learn how to play that way. So when I see these guys just dribble up and shoot a three from 30, 30 feet, I just go, <laughs> like, I never played for a coach who encouraged me to do that. <laughs> now, right. Could I could have got used to it? Probably. <laughs> you know, but I never, so it's, it's like, oh, wow. Every time I see it, I go, oh, wow. Like, like Damian Lillard, he just comes up one I mean, he, this guy literally shoots from half court, him and Steph Curry. Yeah. You go, it always, like, I, I'm always taking it back a little bit, and then I got, oh, well, th this is how they play today. You know, to, you know, when we played Ralph, it was more team-oriented, you know. Absolutely. Let's moving, let's move from the strong side to the weak side. Let's dive somebody in. Let's play inside out. Now, Ralph, it's outside, outside, outside. And if you get it to, it's like, oh, man, we really wanted a three. You know, these guys, you know, are just shooting the threes now. Like, you know, that's the way the game is played. Do I think they could have played? Yeah, it would, but they would have to change their mindset. And I think Absolutely. vice versa for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? Like we would have had to change our mindset, but it's a different game. They teach the game differently. The kids play the game differently. The game is refereed differently. There are different rules. And, you know, Ralph, it's great to see this year the bigs are back. You know, I love bigs. And so you, so you must have watched the, you, you, the evolution of Brooke Lopez in the low post. It's like bizarre. Yeah, it's, right? it's like I, I love it. Like, like, like I was rooting for Jokic this year. Like, I was like, yeah. I was hoping this guy gets the MVP and Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert right. and Brooke Lopez. And, you know, I, I love these guys that because the bigs have been the last position to really figure out how to play in this era. Right. And it's been phenomenal to watch. I mean, watching DeAndre Ayton, Ralph, it's like it's like a joy. Yeah. Because yep, yep. I recognize that game. It's like, how could you be like a seven footer and and not have no value in the game? That like None. doesn't even make None. sense to me. No, right. No, no. We're we're playing small ball. So to watch DeAndre Ayton and to watch his evolution has been amazing. And I hope it continues because you know, I think the game is better when the bigs because they can add a dimension that you just can't teach, right? You they can't can teach. Defensive, yeah, you can't teach defensively. <clears throat> and uh, so it's been beautiful to watch. You know, when, when Michael played and we played at where you can only imagine the analytics. Like they got a Harvard grass telling Michael <laughs> Jordan where to freaking shoot the ball in every arena in the country. So, I mean, that wouldn't have flowed. That wouldn't have been part of what we do, right? 
no, I mean, no. doesn't tell you that LeBron or Michael's guarding you either, right? And then, right. but the owners say, I qualify my investment by this analytic system, and BJ Armstrong should shoot at that spot right there. Like, that's just bizarre to me. Yeah, it, it's you know what, we live in this era, and um, and, you know, so I, I, I've been fortunate, I played in that era. And then to be able to watch and work in this era where you have a value of the analytics. And, and there's one thing, Ralph, I, I always say, you know, look, you and I both, we, we were doing analytics, but it wasn't, it wasn't the only thing that we looked at. You like, you looked at the stat sheet. Like I looked yeah, at the stat sheet, absolutely, right? Absolutely. If you had like five turnovers, you were like, okay, I gotta, I gotta take care of the ball. Right. That's right. now the, you know, analytics has a part. It should have a seat at the table. Without question, it should have a seat at the table, but it shouldn't be the only seat. It shouldn't, right. it shouldn't dominate any o- over any other era. And it's two things that we can't measure, Ralph. You can't measure a man's heart yep. and you can't measure a man's mind. Yep. And I respect the analytics, but now as you watch the game now, they talk about shooting threes, they talk about shooting threes, but why every year in the playoffs, the game always reverts back to the same game. Yep, 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 yep. It, and that never changes, right? In the last four minutes of a game, you got to get off a shot, the best shot yep. you can get. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> to watch yep. Chris Paul, to watch Kawhi Leonard over the years, to watch Kevin Durant, to watch, you know, all of these guys. Giannis can't shoot threes, but why is right. he winning the back-to-back MVP, right? Because in the end, you got to revert back to the integrity of the game because these guys are so good, so athletic. You know, the analytics won't tell you that. So I, I just, I think in the end, there's regular season basketball and then there's championship caliber basketball. And Ralph, you and I were fortunate. We've seen the worst and we've seen the best. And if you're going to be a good team, you got to play championship caliber basketball. That means you got to respect the game and you get off any shot you can get because those other teams are good. Tim Duncan to me is a player that really is just probably as unique of a talent that I've seen in the NBA. And if you're going to have a player that's going to be able to counter a talent like Michael Jordan, who was like almost flawless technically in his game, Tim Duncan could do that because he could do things not only offensively, but defensively, he could control the game. And I thought that was very unique. The Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation present Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball star Ralph Sampson. Again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back to the Winner's Circle Network. This is Center Court with Ralph Sampson. We are privileged today to have the one, the only, B.J. Armstrong, former NBA player at one time. What? But I think it was 617 games in a row, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, man. So, man. <laughs> the, guy, the guy could play. Now involved with, uh, we were talking earlier, employed with the Wasserman Media Group, uh, uh, sports marketing and represent, uh, representation group. B.J., thinking now about college and when, when you played at Iowa, the, the name image likeness thing going on with the NCAA, does it affect your media group and how you now deal with maybe guys coming out of college or getting your, you know, dipping your toe into that market with what the NCAA has done? Well, it, it really doesn't. And, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to be the, the, the spoiler or the, the one to tell these guys, you know, the truth here. But mm. the truth of it is there are only maybe a handful of players who actually can really take advantage of this name and likeness and all of these things outside of the sport. And we all talk about building a brand and all of those things. Well, building a brand requires something that, you know, I I tell this to every client, right? First, you got to (laughs) perform. Okay. (laughs) Before, you know, Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan because he averaged 32 points 
won six championships, won 10 consecutive score titles. Now, if you do that and I can't get you a deal, then you probably <laughs> should get another agent. <laughs> but all these people are talking about this name and likeness and as if people are just out here just giving away free stuff. No, it doesn't work that way. So we got to get back to performance. You got to perform. You have to perform. That's that's the X factor in all of this. So does it affect me? No, because there aren't a lot of players walking around who perform at that level, right? You know, right. whether it's at the collegiate level, at the professional level, and, you know, high school, what have you. And it's very hard to do it in a six-month period or eight-month period because most of these players that are going to collegiate, you know, these colleges, they're only staying there for one year, the best players, right? right? They're not like... Ralph and myself who stayed there for four years, right? You know, Ralph could have left right out of high school, but he built, you know, his brand by performing at a high level, being the very best of the very best. Now, that's an obvious, but for most of us, you know, we never reached that level of excellence. So I think a lot of this is a lot of marketing in today's world because of social media and all of this. Sure. Things. We all dream of being the very best. It's kind of like watching a movie. You only see it from the perspective of the, of the lead actor. But truly, most of us are role players. <laughs> most yeah. of us are role players, right? Not a lot of, you know, Ralph was very humble. Ralph was a star of stars. Not many of us are walking around with the perspective of Ralph Sampson. Most of us are role players. <laughs> I passed the ball to the best. <laughs> okay. That's what that, I did. That was your job. Yeah. That was my job. So for me to sit here and start saying, well, I'm going to get a branding deal because I won a championship. No, I won a championship because number 23, mm. <laughs> he was able to, you know what I mean? Like there aren't many players of that level. I, I think it sounds good, but the truth of it is, it's like, hey, you know, let's let's perform. Let's get back to the essence of what this is really all about. So I don't think it's going to affect anything at all other than I think it's a new concept at the collegiate level. Yeah, for sure. Olivia Dunn, the LSU gymnast, three million followers now on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They say she's going to make close to a million a year. Derek King, the quarterback at Miami, had 50 organizations contact his brother that they wanted him to represent these people and stuff. So I think you're right. It's going to be a major wave early, but I, I think the waters will calm BJ. I think you're, I think you're so right. Can you imagine if you would have had it at Iowa? You know, uh, America needs farmers. That's all. We, need, <laughs> so we, gotta eat. we all got to uh, eat. We all got to eat. You know, uh, all of that stuff. Hey, we, we, we just uh, want to have good food in Iowa and we want to win a few well, games. Well, we get our degree wait, I, and all I, the other I, stuff. Right, right. I hear a hi. This is BJ Armstrong from Mount Monsanto. I don't know. All this other stuff. Hey, we, you know, we, we're simple people. Oh, that's pretty good stuff, Ralph. Yeah, if you just, you know, and then the good thing. So, yeah, that's not me. But the name, image, and likeness to me, like I said, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to test the waters. I mean, you know, B, that it becomes a guy gets that type of money in college. He don't know how to manage it. Oh, man. He don't know the accounting piece of it. The schools will be a nightmare for a couple of years. The NCAA will be a nightmare for a couple of years. It'll pan out still later, but it's going to be a frenzy here in the next, you know, next, you know, two, Ralph, next two or three years. Thank yeah. goodness that when I was that age, I didn't have a million dollars, right? I, I mean, it was a like, I have a 20 year old son. Thank God 
he doesn't have a million dollars <laughs> sitting in a dorm room, <laughs> you know, at the, I mean, that's an enormous responsibility, Rob, right? That's an enormous, yeah, everyone talks about it, but like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I didn't know how to think about money, especially that level of money. You know, if I had like $20 in my pocket, I was figuring out how to stretch that thing for the week. You know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. You know, these guys talking about like, oh, I, this guy signed for a million dollars. This guy has like, who's there? I'm there to like, I'm in college. I'm like, I'm, I have no problems. The world is good. Like, Ralph, that was the best four years of my life. I didn't Absolutely. have a problem. I, I didn't have a bill. I didn't need a car. Yeah, life was good. Like, yep, yep. you put money into it, it's like, oh, that might have messed up my experience, right? <laughs> <laughs> but that was then, and this is now. Yeah, it yeah, is it's a, it's definitely evolved for sure. Big difference, uh, BJ. With that kind of attitude too, I would say that um, with the websites that are launching to trying to teach people, I would guess that your media group does a lot of teaching. And, and as far as you grabbing athletes, I would imagine that that's that's one of the keys for what you guys are trying to do. Yeah, you know, we're very fortunate, you know, we work with thousands of athletes and really globally, you know, in all different sports. And uh, one of the things is trying to introduce young people to have a long term approach and learn how to invest in themselves. Right. There's we always talk about how to get better on the court. But you know what? At, at, at some point during your career, the air is going to come out of the ball. And that is the real, that's the real work that I do is to help young people make that transition once they start playing, once they, you know, they, they can't perform at that level. You know, I had a, I was very fortunate. I had a coach to tell me, he handed me a ball. He said, now, who is this guy? And he handed me that ball and I'll never forget it. And he looked at me and he said, who is that guy? He goes, that guy's probably worth a million dollars. He takes the ball out of my hand. He goes, now, who is that guy? Oh, What's wow. he worth? And I never forgot that. And I think that's probably one of the re reasons I navigated to becoming an agent because he saw me without the ball in my hand. And that's the person behind the uniform that, you know, we love our heroes, we love our stars, but we never see that person. So helping young people to understand, to make an investment in their self, you know, you know, like I said earlier, we talk about how they can get better on the court and we do all these things. But the most important thing is let's talk about what they're going to do off the court how they're going to invest in themselves, how they're going to invest being in the communities and their families, so forth and so on. You know, we we're talking earlier. I mean, for me, just to hear Ralph, how he has this interest in farming and all of these things, like, it's like, wow, like, you know, you, because we don't get a chance to, to, to see that part of the athlete. And uh, it's always a beautiful thing. We talk about how many points they scored, who's in the hall of fame, who, who got snubbed, who's in the all-star game, but you know what? Just to hear, you know, people have transitioned, they've moved on. That was then, this is now. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, to see clients go on, to have families be productive in their communities, it's, uh, it's probably the most rewarding thing I've been able to do, to see a young person come in and then watch them leave at 35, 36 with the family, taking right, their right. kids to school. It, it, that's the best. That's the best part of it. I mean, most of the time I ask people, this question is definitely not for you, but I ask people, okay, who was the number one pick last year? Most people don't remember. <laughs> and then Dagon Show don't remember the number one pick from two years ago. You you would, but most people know, right? Okay, they, they, they're just one and done, right? Okay, great. When, what was Zion doing? Okay, they remember that, but when, what year was he drafted? We don't right. no one knows, right? So, no, no, that's true. BJ, if you could go back and change anything, and you, you're so solid in what you've done, the path you've chosen, uh, you know, working in the front offices and, and being involved with the NBA like you are, 
if there was anything you could change as you look back on your career, what would that be? Well, I, I wish I would have been more involved with the union um, when I was a player, right. because, you know, I, I, I spent so much time trying to be the best player that I could be. And I, and I wanted to like, I didn't want to ever look back on my career and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta, right? Mm -hmm. I was comfortable with the results as long as I know I did my best. And I think every pro athlete gets to that point in their career where, you know, you, you, you'll play against a player and you'll say, that player is better than me, but I want to be at my very best and I can live with that result. The one thing I don't think I, I don't think I was prepared for when I became a professional was understanding um, the business part of this. Right. Everyone talks about the, the plane and being the best player. But you know what? I needed to understand how this business I was coming into really worked. I, I needed to understand why the contracts were the way they were. I needed to understand how these partners that I was partnering with, the owners, how they were making money and how we were making money. I needed to understand, you know, all of the, the businesses and all of the things, you know, how the Nikes and the Adidas and the Gatorades, how did that all impact me, impact me, the business that I was in and where this could potentially go? Why are we playing on television? Are we playing just because or are we playing because there's some economic ramification of the partnership that ESPN and at that time, right, NBC. Right, right. So I wish I would have been more involved more importantly, I wish I could, I wish I would have really taken that just as serious as I, as I took to right. playing the game, you know? So to watch where this business has gone, I wish I would have studied just as hard to understand the business and what it could be back then. And, you know, I came in in the late eighties because now to see this game and where it could be globally, the best players in our league right now, guys, are foreign-born players, right? Yep. Jokic was the MVP. You know, Rudy Gobert is Defensive Player of the Year. Luka Doncic, uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, all of these guys are foreign-born players. So the globalization of the game, I think David Stern was ahead of the curve. Of the curve. Yep. Yep. You know, and I wish I would have picked up on that, you know, to say, oh, wow, he's popularizing the game to under really understand because in 92 when those guys played in the olympics that's when it took off when, when i come up i'll come and work i'll work and get the chickens right oh man <laughs> please do please do all right, all right. there's a lot of management there this uh, is center court on the winter circle network ralph and i'll return right after this to get into sports casting you need experience just to get your foot in the door I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one, Full Sail University great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together.
Welcome back to Center Court with Ralph Sampson. BJ was just too good. And uh, yeah. I think, Ralph, I'm going to make his laugh a ringtone. Just what a, yeah, yeah, what a terrific laugh. Because he, he appreciates life. He loves what he's doing, who he is. Moving to the farm and, you know, just being a family guy and now planning to build a basketball court and to eat his own crops. I mean, come on. This guy's life is pretty well-rounded, huh? Well, you know, it, it tells you the sense of how he grew up, where he went to school. Mm -hmm. and he, he really came back to who he who he was or is when he was growing up, right? So you imagine being in Chicago Bulls with Michael and that team, right? It's got to be, a, you know, a rock star, right? Every right. Day. In, in the NBA, to going to work at Wasserman, one of the largest sports agents that I mentioned before, you know, and uh, that has every agent, every kid, everything you can get in your world in Los Angeles, in Westwood, traffic, craziness, whatever, to really realizing that during the pandemic era, right, that we need to get away from this. Me, wife, kids, we need to get away from this. So amazing that you could just find your roots. I mean, I do that here in Virginia. You know, it's like back home. Sure. I always come back home. I've been to L.A., been in Houston, love the big city, but I don't know if I could live there. Yeah. Uh, just not, not for me. So. The same thing, same scenario for him, which is an amazing story. And to have his own crops and their own animals and own whatever, that's yeah. like nobody nobody would know those type of stories. <laughs> that's what we're about, trying to figure those stories out. Yeah, I good. love it. All right, before we go to break, and uh, I know you're in the middle of camps and everything, but I noticed last week when Virginia released its basketball schedule, all the home-and-homes, you know, they got Duke, they got Clemson, they got Pitt, uh, they got Virginia Tech, of course, which is always a, just a great series. UVA at JMU. Does that sound uh, Does that sound a little familiar? It, it, it was supposed to be last year the opening of the new right. JMU Arena. So I'm glad they put that on the schedule, although they're not opening the arena, but they'll play there. And I guess, Mike, I got to go to that game. I think I need to go to that yeah, game. I was going to say, do you have an in for tickets? Um, yeah, I have, to, I have to figure out how to get to that game. That might even be – yeah, that might even be worth an airline ticket for me as well. So, anyway, Steak, have fun with your camps and everything. Have a good summer. I'm going to take a little uh, high school reunion break. Of course, we'll be back next week. And uh, looking we, we want some stories when you get back. We need some stories. Ooh, I'll have a couple, but yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I don't know. What goes on in Des Moines will probably stay in Des Moines. Stay in Des Moines. I, I can get that. I can get that. <laughs> for Ralph Sampson, I'm Mac McDonald in Center Court for this week. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.